You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Can we give the band a round of applause for an incredible... Praising the Lord with tambourine and song, and it's always good when you get some musicians baptized. Uh, Luke Snow baptized in the kingdom of God on the keys right there. Uh, I'm just excited to be back with the family here in London. Uh, I bring you greetings from Moscow, Russia. And uh, if you're visiting for the first time, we pray that uh, you join us. We, we truly just are gathered here to, uh, to worship and celebrate what God has done for us. And of course, I was told before the service uh, that it's uh, Mama Sue's birthday right there. So Mama Sue, happy birthday to you. And of course, it's not only Mama Sue's birthday, but I, I see that she has uh, her sister in the house, and I, I think she has her mom in the house as well, right behind. Looks like another sister right there. They look like all sisters. Uh, but uh, we, we give our heart to you. Thank you so much for being an example to the church for your undying faith and your zeal. Happy birthday to you, and big welcome to grandma and sister, and uh, big welcome to everybody for being here today. We also have our sister uh, from the Sydney Church. She's with us for a few more weeks right here. Uh, she's uh, Chudera. She, uh, she was announced to the East Region, but I believe she's there on the left-hand side. And uh, I'm told she is a single sister, so the brothers are going to be asking her out on a date right after this. I know that because they're sold. Amen, brothers? Okay, there we go. Uh, they're sold out brothers, uh, so that's awesome. And uh, we, we have uh, I got, I got, I'm, are you guys ready to hear the word of God preached? Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much for today. We thank you for Anthony's uh, contribution, uh, for the incredible heart there. We thank you for Ashley and Caspar uh, for coming on down, Father, that we can have synergy. That not only we can have synergy with you, we can have synergy with one another. And that when we take our feeble power and match it up with the power of our brother, we match our feeble power up with the power of God, we can do greater things than the individual power we have individually. Father, we pray that we take this little bit of power we have, we connect it with you, and you do amazing things, Father. That you do things that we wouldn't believe even if we were told, Father. That we would see Berlin go out. That we would see all the churches in Europe as radiant lights for the rest of the world. We pray that London becomes that radiant light for the rest of the world. We love you, Father. Remove me and use your Holy Spirit to convict and inspire your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. We're going to go old school. And uh, we've got to go old school because I, I, I pray that we, we've got some, some true, true contenders in the house and no pretenders. You know, sometimes you can get, you can, you can, you can, I, I'll never forget when I first called myself a Christian. I wasn't a true Christian. I, I was just a, a pretender. You know what I mean? You come to church when you, when you need something. You, turn, you go to God when you want something. You, you use God. You don't worship God. And then when you get what you want, you leave God, you kick him to the curb, as they say in America. And then you, you ask him to come back in your life when you want him to do something for you on your terms in your time. Are you with me right here? Those, those pretenders. And yet we've got to contend for the faith, as Jude says. We, we cannot be pretenders. And uh, it always reminds me of the story of the man who uh, ran the most successful zoo. And this zoo was successful because had, they had this big monkey that would do all these great tricks and all this good stuff. Well, one day the monkey dies. 
the guy's freaking out because he's got all these people waiting to come see his zoo and, and, and all the great animals, specifically the monkey, and the monkey is dead. He goes to the guy who, who uh, he was going to fire, and he goes, listen, the monkey died. I got a monkey suit. Put this, I was going to fire you. Just put the monkey suit on. Go out there and pretend to be a monkey. Just fake it. Just for today. Well, one day turns to two, two days turn to three, three days turn to four. He goes on for weeks at a time, months at a time. Before you know it, word got out about this incredible monkey that had these human-like features and everything. And so people began gathering in droves. And so as people began gathering in droves, one day the, 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 the guy, you know, he's feeling excited because he was going to get fired and now he's got a job. He, he's getting a little carried away and, he, you know, of course there's his cage here and then he's right next door to the lion's, lion's cage right here. And so he gets up on the bar and he's kind of hanging and everybody's woo and they're excited about him. And as he's hanging, he starts to lose his grip. And as he loses his grip, he falls into the lion's den. The lion had been sitting there the whole time. And so as the guy falls into the lion's den, he breaks character. And he starts screaming, help, 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 help. The lion comes over to him and says, shut up or you're going to get us both fired. It's not good to be a pretender. You could die. Are you in Deuteronomy? I've entitled today's lesson, God Gathers and God Scatters. When I think about God gathering, and I think about the term gathering, I think about how Winston Churchill gathered his people and stood strong at Dunkirk. He had to gather his party first and get them on board to say, we will not surrender. We will stand strong and we will defend the nation and we will do it because we want to preserve Christian civilization. And when Winston Churchill did it, he didn't have a lot of people with him as he called the party to gather with him. But once he did call the party to gather with him, he inspired a whole nation. I pray that if you're English, you remember those times. I think about the term gathering. I think about yesterday's football match, and I think the gentleman's name was Loris Carius, uh, who was in tears because he couldn't gather the football to save the game. When I think about gathering, I think about some of the largest gatherings in history. I think about the pilgrimage in 2013, a religious gathering where over 30 million Hindus gathered. 30 million people gathered to worship, and sadly, not the true God. I think about 1969, one of the largest gatherings in history. 15 million people gathered in the streets of Chennai in memory of the former chief minister, Tamil Nadu. When I think about gatherings, I think about, hey, for those rock fans out there, Rod Stewart right there. <laughs> and how in 1994, he gathered three and a half million people in Rio de Janeiro just to hear him play rock music. And yet we think about gathering and, 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 and we go, well, why do we come here today? But well, we gather because we want to worship God. I pray that you're gathered because you really desire to worship God. We gather because we want to sing to God. If God is singing over us, as the Bible teaches, we got to sing over what God has done for us. We gather to hear the word of God. After all, if anything I say is not in the word of God, just blow it away like shaft. But if it's in the word of God, it's not me speaking. It's God literally speaking to you. We gather to encourage one another, to have synergy with one another. 
Because we know individually we, we, we can't do as much as we can do together. Are you with me here? Yes. But let me tell you something. The purpose of God's church on earth, the kingdom of God, is to gather more and more and more and more and more souls. The purpose of the church is not to be a community church doing community things. When Jesus came and died for the church, he did it because he wanted to gather thousands, millions to be with him in heaven. And so we understand that as a church, this is our primary focus, to gather souls to be in the kingdom of God. Deuteronomy chapter 30. The Bible says, When all these blessings and curses I have set before you, come on you and you take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations and when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart with all your soul according to everything I've commanded you today then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens. From there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. And the church said, the work of God is to gather. The work of Satan is to scatter. And if God allows Satan to scatter, then one of the only times in the Bible where God allowed Satan to scatter his people, or, or Satan to uh, scatter God's people, that was a scattering so that they could continue to gather more. Acts chapter 8. But let it be, be, be very, let us be clear today. The work of God is to gather, to continue to gather more souls from every single nation. And here in Deuteronomy, he has to challenge them and say, hey, you return to me and obey, I'll gather you from wherever I've banished you. Jeremiah chapter 23. On, Jeremiah. God gathers and God scatters. In Jeremiah chapter 23, in verse 1, the Bible says, Woe to you shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not bestowed care on them. It says, because you haven't cared for the people, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant out of the flock, out of all the countries where I have driven them, and bring them back to the pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified. Nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. And the church said, Amen. it's very clear the work of God is to gather and he holds those accountable who've been entrusted with the, with, 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 dare we say, the commission to take care of God's people. I take very seriously that God has called me to be a man of God, to be a preacher, to stand in the gap for God's people. This is all I have. You guys are my family. And I don't worry about special missions. We gave our missions a few weeks ago. This, this is all I have. This is all I want. And I, and I pray that when, when, when I make it to heaven, when I get up there, I can show God not only me and my family, physical, but all those that God has used me to gather to take to heaven. So that we can be up there where there'll be no more tears, no more crying, no more pain, and no more council tax. Are you with me right there? God is gathering his people 
all around the world. I bring you good news from Lagos, Nigeria right there. The work of God is to gather. And let me tell you something, God's moving is gathering. In Lagos, Nigeria, 21 million lost souls are there. 102,000 moved from there to the UK <clears throat> just last year. Now, in less than two years when the Lagos mission team went out, they were joined by seven in the remnant group making a total of about 18 disciples. In less than two years, God, God has gathered his people. They are now 100 sold out disciples, guys. And what's so awesome for me is when you see brothers and sisters, disciples that got a heart for their homeland, that don't put their culture over their calling, but when their calling calls to go back to their culture, they fear God more than they fear, the, 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 dare we say, their culture. And we see this with individuals baptized in London like Tulani and Deji. Now let me tell you something, Tulani has not only gone back to Lagos, Nigeria, he is dating a sister and they've become the right-hand couple to Andrew and Patrick Smelly. And of course, Dynamic Deji right there, he's back in Lagos, Nigeria, preaching the word. He's baptized his sister. He's baptized his, his brother. God is gathering his people down there. And by faith, Andrew and Patrick will be able to put Tulani and his girlfriend in charge of the church. And so that they'll be able to go out to Johannesburg and plant the church right there. Because Blaze and Patricia Fumba will be planting Congo later on this year. God is gathering his people in Africa. God is gathering his people in Central and South America. In Brazil, they, they are flat doing an incredible job. We went down to that conference down there, and it was one big discipling time for all the world sector leaders. They have 75 sold-out campus disciples that sit in the front row and are more fired up than anybody else in the church. I'll say that again. They have 75 sold-out campus students that sit in the front row and are more fired up than old people. 75 sold out disciples it's incredible to see young people who went to the top university in, the, in, in Brazil USP is the number one university and these students go listen there's no higher education than the education of God I'm willing to get rid of my PhD I'm really get rid of I want to serve God and they got, they got 35 of the 75 are all from the number one university in, in Brazil 35 to 75. Uh, and it's, 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 it's mind-blowing to see what God has done with them. Two graduates just last year not only got their degree, they went into the ministry full-time. They planted the Rio de Janeiro Church. Okay, The Rio de Janeiro Church had 35 sold-out disciples. When they left the conference, they had, after they left the conference, no, the Rio de Janeiro Church had seven people and since they've been there, they've baptized and now they're 35 sold-out disciples. 35. Not to mention when we went there, we saw 12 baptisms on Sunday. God is, on top of that, we sent out the keto mission team. God is gathering his people in Central South America. How about the United States? God is gathering his people. Of course, in LA, they've got a new, new plan called Operation Eagle. And it's the plan to go to every single one of the states of America. And of course, uh, we are already in 17 of the 50 states in all of America because God is gathering his people. But by the time we hit the GLC, and I pray that everybody is going to be going to the Global Leadership Conference. Okay? Now, you can always know when a disciple sold out because if they already, especially in the singles ministry, because oftentimes they don't want to go to this, the uh, Global Leadership Conference after they started dating or something like that. 
because it becomes a global dating conference for them. They're just going to find a wife or something like that. But it's global leadership conference. Remember that, right, guys? Okay. So I want to make sure that we're going to the global leadership conference right there uh, and that we're excited to build God's church. But come GLC, we're going to be sending out two more mission teams. Ohio's going out. Wisconsin's going out. Uh, and this year, we'll be in 19 of the 50 states of the United States. God is gathering his people. More importantly, by 2024, we have a game plan to be in every single one of the 50 states in all of America. Because the main thing is we got to raise people, we got to have people and money. And so you think about it, you go, wow, by 2024, we're going to be in every single state in the United States. God is gathering his people in the USA. Amen? How about Dubai? What incredible faith R.D. and April Baker have. Uh, R.D. is a former military uh, commander. Uh, April was born with a heart defect uh, that uh, makes her heart uh, function at about 40%. They are the leaders of the Dubai church. Um, th th this, this couple is special. Uh, they, they went out with a mission team of only nine disciples in September of 2016. With the 11 disciples, there were two more that joined them. They had 56 at their inaugural service. 56 at their inaugural service. Okay. Now what makes it even more incredible is that, you know, sometimes you have an awesome inaugural service and then that's it. You have a great inaugural and then, and then you know, you're in the desert and you have a great inaugural and you got all these visitors, but there are no baptisms. It literally was a desert. <laughs> and so, of course, Kip goes over to encourage, but that meant discipling. And uh, there was a little discipling right there. Uh, and in the last 16 months, uh, the 12 disciples have had 39 baptisms, guys. 39 baptisms. Now, what makes them special? While they're on the mission team, April's heart, she has a cardiac arrest on the mission. It has to be flown back to L.A. What is a cardiac arrest? Her heart stopped. I believe it was about four minutes. Her, heart, her literal physical heart. So she has physical heart problems, but she has no spiritual heart problems. R.D. was praying like crazy. We were all praying like crazy. And after the prayer, miraculously, she came back, literally resurrected from the dead. And said to everybody, I'm not staying in L.A. I want to go back to Dubai and preach the word. And they went back to Dubai to preach the word right there. I hear that and I go, wow, what is our excuse? What is our excuse? God is gathering his people. How about Asia? In Chennai, they had 220 disciples. They had a, a planning in Bangalore that had 25 disciples on it. The Sunday of the conference, of, in, uh, of their last conference that they had a few weeks ago, they had nine people baptized. Uh, the highlight was the New Delhi mission team. And it was not only the New Delhi mission team, Raja and Debs, who leads the church in Chennai, what's exciting is they want to go back and lead the New Delhi mission team and build the team on up. Now what's exciting for us is I just got a text this morning from a brother who was baptized in the London International Christian Church who was a former Buddhist, literal direct descendant of Buddha. You may have heard of him, his name is Anup. When Anup was baptized, he received so much persecution, they wrote newspaper articles against him, gave him death threats, and you know what happened. Anup got shaken a little bit and it rocked his faith. He emailed me just this morning and said, tell the church, not only am I a part of the New Delhi planting, I'm on the mission team and I baptized the guy that published the newspaper against me. He's now a sold out disciple and I'm a sold out disciple. God is gathering his people in Asia. What about in Austro-China, that world sector? The first four months, they have grown by baptism from 48 
to 61 sold out disciples. This is after sending out a mission team to Hong Kong. Hong Kong had seven disciples. Everybody was under the age of like 27. All young people. All brand new disciples. Nobody who's done all these great things, but they all went back because they had a heart for their homeland. The Holy Spirit took away their women's ministry leader. She was Mongolian. She got blocked by visa and she couldn't go in. So they start fasting and praying. LA sends another intern on over there and it's always a cost when you're sending someone out. They send a, uh, an intern over there. They start studying the Bible with an incredible, incredible young woman. Her, her name was Rhea. Now Rhea is a top model and singer in China. Okay. Now after they started studying with her, it became challenging because Rhea got open that she was a Satan worshiper and she was in the occult. And so they had hour after hour after hour after hour of Bible studies with her. Because she saw the power of Satan as something that could be used. And of course the disciples helped her by saying, there's only two powers in the world. The power of God and the power of Satan. After all these Bible studies, they preached, they preached, they preached. Rhea goes, I get it, I want to be baptized. And a top model in Hong, in China right there, she gets baptized and becomes a sold out disciple. One of the brothers who was there at the baptism just weeped as he shared about her. He goes, all my friends in my hometown of Taiwan are all in the occult and they're all Satan worshipers. I didn't even believe anybody who could, could change from this to leave, leave, leave Satan and become a Christian. But because of your, 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 your baptism, Rhea, I really have faith for all my people now, all my friends who are in the occult. I mean, that's the power of a baptism. That's what God is doing in China. He's gathering his people. What's God doing in Europe right here? Well, first of all, uh, Stockholm, Sweden. We're going to be disciples in Stockholm, Sweden. He's gathering, he's gathering his people. We got synergy right there. And uh, I, I got I to lift up Anthony and Cassidy. Uh, I got to lift up Anthony and Cassidy. Fourteen disciples were in Paris when we sent out the supplemental mission team. It was only four uh, disciples that went on out because, you know, we had a couple of disciples that, that, that didn't go. Uh, Anthony and Cassidy uh, land there, and as soon as they land, they get viciously attacked. Okay, Anthony has been attacked. I got phone calls during our staff meeting more than once where Anthony has had literal heart problems just literally while he's getting ready to preach. He's been rushed to the hospital two or three. One time, I, you, you guys know the story. I had to leave London just to go, just to make sure he got taken care of. Cassidy has had a miscarriage. She's had a miscarriage. They're sitting in the front row. They're fired up. And despite that, Paris is now at 31 sold out disciples because they had another baptism last week. God is gathering his people around the world. This month we celebrate the 11th anniversary for our movement, our churches all around the world. You say, well, what are we celebrating? Well, we actually took off with the plan to evangelize all the world in 2007. What did God do? From the 42 disciples that were in Los Angeles that came from my hometown, Portland, Oregon, amen. From those 42 disciples, in 11 years, God has multiplied those 42 disciples to 6,000 disciples in 91 churches, in 36 nations, on all six populated continents of the world. You can be sure, you're not in a movement of man, this is a movement of God. God is gathering his people. Nehemiah chapter 1. Point number one. Prayer gathers God's people. Prayer gathers God's people. Nehemiah was an incredible, incredible man of God. And he turned to God in prayer. 
at a time where Israel needed it the most. He prayed because the walls were burned by fire. And yet we understand that the walls of commitment in our former fellowship were burned by the fires of autonomy. We understand that the walls of sold-out discipling were, were, were burned. And people said, you don't need sold-out discipling. You don't need accountability. For those of us that know our former fellowship, we understand the walls were broken down, the walls of loyalty. Brothers and sisters were no longer loyal to one another. You were afraid to be open. All of this stuff was burned in our former fellowship, and we find it parallel because Nehemiah had the same situation. Now, sadly, what Nehemiah did is he had gotten himself in a, in a great lucrative career. And the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 1, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakalah, in the month of Kislev, in the 12th, 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. I mean, he, he, he just sees his brothers come and he questions them about what, what had happened to God's people. And he starts asking some, 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 some tough questions right there. And of course, the Bible just says he, he, he's, he's talking with his brothers. There we say they had that little, little, little bromance going on right here. And he says, bro, what is going on? And it says, they said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Now you got to remember, it says the walls of Jerusalem. It doesn't say the temple. It says the walls around the temple were burned by fire. Because they had tried to already build the temple and they had quit. The work had stopped. Literally stopped for 20 years because people got discouraged. That happens in the kingdom of God. You can literally stop doing the work because you get discouraged. And yet discouragement is a decision. I pray if you're discouraged today, God has come to gather you to tell you to focus on God and what he has done for you. Are you with me here? He says here, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, eh, I went and played PS3 because who cares? When I heard these things, I said, well, leave that to the brothers. I got to clean the house. That's most important. When I heard these things, I said, well, my wife believes in it, but I don't. So I guess, you know, no. It says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. Nehemiah had a broken heart over the broken walls. It says he sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, oh Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God. You see Nehemiah's faith here? In the midst of an awful time in Israel's history, he still saw God as awesome. How do you view God today? Is God still awesome to you? Is God's grace still amazing? Is, is God still a God that can do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine? Or is that just something that happened when you got baptized? Nehemiah, and he could have been discouraged and he goes, wow. God, although the walls are burned down, you're still awesome. You are awesome. God is always awesome. It says, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love and obey his commands. Let your ear be attentive, your eyes be open, hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night. Notice it's day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins everybody else has done because I'm so awesome right here. <laughs> Oh, he says, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We've acted very wickedly towards you, not obeyed your commands, decrees, laws you gave your servant. 
Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses. He says, remember a promise that you said in the word of God. You know, oftentimes we go out and pray and we want to dictate to God what we want to happen. we got to remember the promises of God that he's given us and ask God to do things in accordance with his will. Are you with me here? And so you say, well, I've been praying a lot. Well, maybe you need to start praying about things that are God's will. Because God's will is good, God's will is pleasing, and God's will is perfect. He says, if you're unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the furthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to a place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. And a church said, Amen. we know that it was 52 days God gathered everybody and built those walls on up. Nehemiah did an incredible work because he had synergy with God and he went to God in prayer. Prayer can move God. Prayer can fill this building up. This is nothing. This is n what we see right now has absolutely, this is just our power. Can you imagine if we actually tap in to the power of God? And we start begging God and fasting and praying and say, remember that, remember when we had 9,800 in Wembley Stadium, God, in 1998. For those of that, we did that, guys. 1998, 9,000, Wembley Stadium. God can do immeasurably more than that. He can do immeasurably more than that. If we will but pray. This is very challenging. Nehemiah is cupbearer to the king. You know what the cupbearer had to do? He had to drink the wine. And the wine usually had poison in it. If you were trying to, because that's how they killed the king. They try to, they put some poison in the wine. And Nehemiah had this incredible job. His job was to drink. It's awesome. Yeah, I could die every day now here. I mean, I may be living in the citadel of Susa, which they say was all coated in gold. I may be protected by the walls of the world. You know, the world will not protect you. And he was protected by the walls of the world, but he had this burning desire in his heart that he was not right with God. You know, do you, do you, you ever felt that where you go, I'm just not right with God? I may have all these, I think about my own life. I remember having so much money. I remember having the great car and all these things and going, am I right with God? I mean, I ask you today, are you right with God? Are you in the citadel of Susa or are you protected by the, by the kingdom, the temple? Do you have the walls of discipling, the walls of the word of God surrounding your marriage, surrounding what you teach your kids? Are you protected by the word of God? I, I, I just look at that like a wild Nehemiah had to count the cost every day. Yeah. Every single day he had to count the cost. And when he prays, he doesn't pray one prayer. We think we're, we're radical because we have a prayer. Oh, I prayed for an hour. You know how long Nehemiah prays? Four months. Yeah. Four months. Yeah. Four months before any work. Four months before anything, before, before anything, dare we say, you better hit your knees before you hit the campus. You better hit your knees before you hit the door. I, I, I read this, I go, we, we just need to pray. <laughs> I need to pray. I was reading this, I go, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not praying like this. I'm in sin. I'm not begging and petitioning God. I, I think I'm radical because I pray for an hour. Nehemiah prayed for four months. And in four months, he had taken a demoralized workforce, people that were depressed, discouraged, and in 52 days did a miracle because of the power of prayer. That's what prayer can do. Prayer raised our sister April from the dead. 
She had a cardiac arrest. She was dead, guys. This is not a joke. This is not the Pentecostal teaching where they, some preacher gets up there and he tells you he's got some special powers. He's more anointed than you and he's pastor this, that, and the other. He can do something. No. This is a true prayer of men and women begging God for him to do a miracle willed by him, not us, and it happened. Prayer is, we, we got to pray, guys. I, I ask, how, how's your prayer life? Are you praying in accordance with God's will? Are you praying, remembering the promises of God? You know, one of the things I realized I was doing, I was just asking God to do my will. Please do my will. Please, please. God's like, no. You know, sometimes, oh, God's not answering my prayers. Yes, he is. The answer is no. He answered you five years ago. The answer is no. He wants you to pray in accordance with his will. Nehemiah says, remember what you told Moses. We got to remember what God has told us. That the harvest is plentiful. Yeah. You ever gone out and prayed for open people? Be honest. Yeah. You know that's against the scriptures. It doesn't say the harvest, the people are open. The Bible says you got to pray for the workers. You ever said pray for the workers and you think about some other people that need to come into the church? You know who the workers are? You. You need to pray for everybody in the London National Christian Church. It's not fruitful. Are you praying? I prayed for you guys by name. This morning. Last week. Each day. Are you praying for the church by name? You got to pray for Michelle and I. You got to pray for Michelle and I. I will not quit, guys. I will not give up. If they stand and tell me don't preach the truth, I will preach the truth until I die. You got to pray for me. You got to pray for me. We got to pray for one another. Haggai chapter 1. I want to challenge you. We're going to start a 24-hour prayer chain until we see weekly baptisms in every single one of the regions. And this prayer is going to do one thing. It's going to give us synergy or some will. We'll see what's going to happen. Look out for the prayer. It's going to start this Wednesday. We'll be organizing and we're going to have a prayer chain until we see weekly additions. Every single week, every one of the regions has got to see people coming to the knowledge of God and being saved. This is the command of the church. And we've just got to ask God for his power to do it. And he will. I believe so. Haggai chapter 1. We got to gather material to build God's church. What is that? Money and people. Money and people. Haggai chapter 1. Verse 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains. Bring down the timber. Build the house so that I may take pleasure in it. And be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you have brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty. Because my house, which remains in ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. Therefore, because you, because, because of, he says, therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. He says, because you're more focused on your life, there's a fruitlessness to you. Verse 6. Chapter 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all the nations will come. And I'll fill the house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. And the church said, Amen. He just says, hey, 
We, 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 you got, the gold is mine. The gold is mine. You need to bring it to build a temple. You know, that's really all the money that we have is useful for. It's really not useful for anything else other than building the kingdom of God. That's it. It's not really useful for anything else. You say, why? There are only three things that are eternal. God, the word of God, and the souls of men. Nothing else will last forever. Vacation doesn't last forever unless you go to heaven. Amen? So why save for vacation? A car won't last forever. It'll break down on you. Even the tube will break down on you and you'll be on the, uh, on the, on the, on the uh, transfer, the, the, the rail replacement. And that thing broke down on me yesterday. Do you have the conviction to use your money to build the kingdom of God? The money that God's given you. I appreciate Anthony. You know, each year I always have something right around the missions, contribution time. Someone's, you know, you, you get the, the, you know, I got to build up. We, we got some really radical, loyal disciples. <laughs> First, before I say, I want to say, we got some really radical, loyal disciples that know, hey, this is just who I am. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving her. We got disciples that gave a month ago, guys. And they're to be commended. And then we have those that haven't really given all their heart. That haven't paid the price. What is the price? Financial sacrifice. Financial sacrifice. You know, I'm so excited. You know, uh, our movement, if you haven't noticed, we're, we're, we're sacrificing money and people. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, I look at what Joe is doing down there in Sydney. They're getting ready to plant another mission team in New Zealand. And Chris Singers, who we sent, he's going to be on the mission team. And next week, they're sending us Dom, who's going to be training to be a part of the Berlin mission team here in London. Dom's coming. And guess what? We got to support him full time. He doesn't know anybody. He just says, hey, there's a family there. We got to do Germany. I, I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Our mission's contribution is the timber to build the kingdom of God all over Europe. It's the money. And this is something that is so important for us right now. Because I believe the glory of this movement will far outshine the glory of our former. Why? Because the glory in this movement is all glory that goes to God. Our former movement, it was glory to man. This one is glory to God. We want to glorify God. I challenge you. Don't hit your mission's contribution. Blow it out. Blow it out. Blow it out. Well, it's a little quiet on that one there. We need some more scriptures on that one right there. I didn't hear any amens on that one right there. Anybody blow theirs out? We're blowing ours out. We've never misgiving, guys. We've got to hit our mission's contribution. You know why? Souls are on the line. Heaven and hell is a reality. You know how many people die every second? Two people. Every second, two people die. 150,000 people die every single day. And if they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they will not be gathered to go to heaven. Why do we, why do we sacrifice? Because we want people to go to heaven. And I pray that we blow out our missions contract. We've done it every year. I know this year we will do it as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Not only are the materials money, but the materials are building are, are people. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 10. 
the grace of God has given me. I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on the foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with what? Fire. Fire. And fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built in the London, if, if what we have built in London, because you guys are in this with me, <laughs> survives, yeah, we got synergy, <laughs> he'll receive his reward. If it's burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Question I have for you. Of this list, which of the materials are the ones that don't burn? It's quite obvious, right? Which ones don't burn up? Or at least don't burn up quick? Gold, silver, costly stones. If you put fire to a diamond, you can't burn it up. If you take a diamond, and what a blacksmith does, if you take a diamond and stick it on a piece of metal, a thick bar of metal, you take one little small diamond, you can take a hammer and pound that diamond as hard as you can and it will, it will destroy that piece of metal. That's how hard a diamond is. It's a costly stone. Every disciple is a diamond. You are a diamond. You, you are a special gem that will be set in a country and you will shine like, 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 like you will just shine. Just like you see the, sh just like these chandeliers. The, that, that's, that's a disciple in this dark world. Yeah. Today, God is gathering a young woman to be a diamond in the kingdom of God. Yeah. She's going to get baptized. Yeah. Juliet is getting baptized. Yeah. The gold and the silver. These are people who can have fire put underneath them and they will not burn up. Amen. How are we going to build the kingdom of God? When you become a diamond, when you become a golden disciple, a silver disciple, when you become a gem that's worth gathering, and that's the question I have, are you a gem worth gathering? Are you that gem that God goes, I want to gather this, I can build on this guy. I think about Ollie Greenwood. <laughs> I mean, we got to see our ministry. I mean, that, that thing is golden for us right now. It's helping heal a lot of people. Him and Eugenie, they, they, they literally, they stood strong by themselves. And now I see what God is doing. You know, God has put on my, my wife and I, uh, our heart, we, we were thinking, we go, we, we got to spread on out. And we just start thinking, maybe we can start a Latin ministry. Maybe we can start having a Latin ministry right while we have the English speaking ministry. We can have the, you know, just some Spanish going on over there and, you know, just boom. And the Latins come into faith. We got to be ready for the fire. Amen. We got to be ready for the fires of persecution. We got to be ready for the fires of disunity trying to destroy our synergy. You are a gem worth gathering. I think some of you don't think that. If you're a remnant brother, you are a gem worth gathering. It's time to stop surviving and start striving. Start thriving. If you're a teen disciple, I don't care if your friends aren't disciples yet. You are a gem worth gathering. If you are married in the kingdom of God, you are a goat. Look at two, uh, Denzel. He's fired up right back there. 
Amen, bro. Glad your marriage is doing great. <laughs> Money and people. Amen. This is what it's going to take to build the kingdom of God. And lastly, Luke chapter 11. The Bible just simply says, he who doesn't gather is scattering. Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, in 14, Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he's driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Verse 17. Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to them, any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now if I drive demons out by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they'll be your judges. But if I drive demons out by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger, and he's talking about God, attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides the plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me, scatters. If we're not gathering, we're scattering. That's what the scriptures teach. If we're not gathering, we're scattering. What does that mean? If we're not making disciples. <laughs> if we're not making disciples. I I'm so excited that we have an awesome baptism today. But I tell you, it it's time for every single member to begin gathering people. And saying the time is now. Become a disciple. The time is now. Be gathered to God. It's time for you to gather your Bible talk and say, we're going to fast until we have a baptism. Yeah. We're, gonna fa we're tired of no baptisms. Yeah. We're going to gather because we know we're scattering. And Jesus says, he's not with us. <laughs> it's time for us to have that level of conviction. It's time for us to gather our regions and say, hey, it's time for our regions to have weekly additions. We're going to work like it depends on us. We're going to pray like it depends on God. We're going to get that synergy going, and we're going to continue to work and pray until we see baptisms. God gathers and God scatters. It's time to gather, guys. Can you imagine if this room was double the size? I can. I can. Do you realize if every single member of the London church just makes one disciple, will be one of the largest churches in the movement. That's right. That tells you how much work there is to do. That's right. Everybody just makes one disciple. Yeah. I want to challenge you. Be personally fruitful. Yeah. Let's gather God's people. Let's make disciples. Let's change the world. Let's be the generation that did it. it. To God be all the glory. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.